Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. In my mind, you just wake up and go rake. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. Party people. What's good? Episode 55, and this guy on the other side who looks familiar by the name of Schmittlebrooks, right? It called worse, but yeah, I'll take it. What up? It's been a couple days, man. How are you? It has. I've been daddy daycareing over here, mama bear's birthday, you know, took her to the beach. I don't tell her. I mean, she knows, but I hate the beach. Like, I... I like doing things around the beach. I go like on restaurants that are on the beach. I hate getting sand all over me. You get bored? Super bored. I'm way too ADD, you know? You swim? Um, uh, sometimes. But, I mean, when the kids are a little older, it'd be great. I can get the kids, play with the kids. Right now, they're still too little. It's a disaster. I just don't enjoy going to sit there and get sand all over myself. Jenny loves it. Jenny could go every day the rest of her life and probably be happier than she is now. Let's put it that way. Not me. Not for me. I know you like the beach. I'm not a napper, though. My wife can nap on the beach for hours. Like under an umbrella. I mean, I I got roasted the other day. And I I live in Florida. I just don't normally go sit on the beach with my shirt off, which I shouldn't because I have not had time to work out very often. Dead bods are in, though. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, you got your wife locked down. For now. What's the point? What's the point now of being in shape, people? I mean, really? I mean, if I keep getting fatter and she keeps getting bigger jobs like SEC where she's getting famous, she's gone. Yeah. She's leaving me. She's taking the kids, probably the dog. And here I am just to be fat. So I'm going to, I'm going to clean it up. I'm not, I say fat. I'm not fat. I'm just not where I want to be. It's kind of like, like if you're the Baltimore Orioles, for example, <laughs> we, we used, me and you used to be the Baltimore. No, no, no. Hear me out. Me and you okay. used to be the Baltimore Orioles because we had zero expectations. Like we are who we are. And then all of a sudden we started having a little bit of success. You had Jenny. I had Sam. Like we're way out of all our, our ballparks. And it's like, okay, we have no expectations. Now we're married and locked down to these beautiful women. Now it's like we're the San Diego Padres. And now we have <laughs> expectations to make the playoffs with our body forms. All right. Yes. I Listen, this is getting way too deep. I, I don't even know where we're at. I just want to lose a couple pounds. And talk about the trade deadline. Can we do that? Your your metaphors and speaking <laughs> in riddles. Yeah, I'm I'm I I was I played with a three year old and a two year old all day today. I can't. My brain came and processed what you just said, but it sounded great. Well, my maturity level, so I've been told, is about the same as a two year old, three year old. So I think we might vibe all right today. All right. Do you need to pee pee before we start? No, I did before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 55, the Wake and Rake podcast, powered by Swing Juice. Swingjuice.com is the official merchandise provider for the Wake and Rake podcast. We're going to limit 
our headlines a bit because we have all of these Rake 10 episodes. If you haven't been listening to the Rake, uh, Rake 10 episodes, by the way, you're missing out. A lot of information. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with your friends at your cocktail parties or at work, listen to Rake 10s on a daily basis so you know all the baseball headlines. You can stay up to date on everything Major League Baseball. But today, we're going to get into trade deadline. It's not necessarily our trade deadline special, but we want to talk about buyers and sellers. I've been telling everybody, Brooksy, dude, the water is very murky. Okay, we know we have the expanded playoff, right? So right. we have an extra team on each side of the bracket, American League, National League. But there's teams like the Marlins that are like five and a half games back, five games back. Uh, the Orioles, one game over 500, three and a half games back in a wild card. Do you sacrifice your future? Yeah. White Sox have been very up and down. Red Sox, Giants, there's a lot of teams right now. You could make the argument are in the race, but you could also make the totally. argument that they're out of it. Let me read this. Let me read this. Um, so 10 of 15 as of tonight, um, Wednesday the 27th, as we're recording this, 10 of the 10 of the 15 American League teams are within three and a half games of a playoff berth. Nine of 15 NL teams are within four and a half games of a playoff berth. And the rest should probably be sellers. So the list here would be Rangers, Angels, Royals, Tigers, Athletics, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Cubs, Pirates, Reds, Nationals. They should all sell. They're out. They're all out. Yeah. Yeah. But if you were within three and a half, four and a half, that's a hot streak away and someone else getting cold, are you getting in, right? Did you have the Marlins on that list? The Marlins are not on the sell list. And that's interesting because John Heyman reported that they're starting to listening, uh, excuse me, they're starting to open the phone lines. Yeah. So you can open the phone lines, um, but that doesn't mean you're just going to give people away. Maybe they're just hoping to like, sell high on a couple of guys and get a bigger return than what they would normally get. So the phone lines are open. Of course, phone lines are open on Shohei too, but you're not going to get them unless you have go over the, over the top, right? They don't want to give them away, but they will. If you go far and beyond uh, what someone else will. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't, I don't know if all those, you know, are on the same board on board with what I'm saying, but those teams I listed, I feel like for sure selling. Marlins are still kind of like, I, yeah, yeah, I, gray area, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of teams like that. Buyers and sellers will get there. Talk about the top trade candidates. We'll talk about the under the radar trade candidates. We'll see if we have time for it, but we'll get there. You mentioned Shohei Otani. Yeah. I told you guys we were going to condense our headlines a bit, but I, I want to ask you about this because it reminded me. Mike Trout. News came out today that he has been dealing with a back issue. And now it's not a rare back issue, which mm-hmm. is, I don't know what that means. And he could be dealing with it for the rest of his career. Now, initially people were, you know, fire uh, inside the SpongeBob head meme type. They could fly, you know, papers were flying everywhere. Like Mike Trout is his career over. Oh my gosh, what is happening? How would your back feel if you were Mike Trout and you've been carrying the team for 12 years or, no, you know, however long? No surprise at all. Now, Trout came back and said, look, like everybody needs to chill out. It was an overreaction. I am planning on playing this season again. Like this isn't career threatening here. It's just something I'll have to deal with as my career goes on. It's part of getting older. My back is locked up as of today. 
Cause I thought I'm going to go on a walk on the beach and it's like uneven ground. And I have like, kind of like arth- arthritis in my back from disc issues and cortisone shots and this and that for years trying to stay on the field. And if, if I walk funny or on uneven ground, I was like, man, I wonder if my back's going to be jacked up, jacked up, jacked up. Like I'm in the floor doing cat cow pose, like trying to loosen up. Oh my God. It's terrible. Trying to pick up my kids. Part of getting older when you are a rotational athlete, your back starts to have issues, especially when you have that much torque and power that Mike Trout does. All right. Stop freaking out. He's going to be fine. If he says he's fine and he's going to play this season, if he doesn't sit, if he was to sit out the rest of this year, I'd be like, hmm, red flag. But if he's playing in that season that they're kind of having right now, he's okay. You know how I know I'm getting old? Because I compared myself to Mike Trout, probably. <laughs> I walk around the house and then I forget why I'm walking around the house. You're not even 30. I'm not. And that's the thing. Like, okay, I was making breakfast the other day. What are you, 25? 25. I turned 26 in a week and a half. I'm making breakfast the other day. I pulled out the eggs, started walking around, put the eggs back. Pulled the eggs back out, put them back in. I did this three times. I put the eggs back without ever cooking the eggs. I just, like, the lines weren't connected upstairs for some reason. I wasn't awake. I've been there. But that's just, like, lack of sleep and kids. You don't have that issue. And I'm more concerned with how you pronounce eggs. Eggs. You said eggs. Eggs. You said it like with an A. Eggs. Let me say it in a sentence. So I was making eggs. That was better. Mm. When you naturally said it, though, there's more. It doesn't, you know, unimportant. Continue. Wait, so give me a milk. How do you say the, uh, clo- one of the closers for the Red Sox? How do you say his last name? John Which Wack? <laughs> Tanner. Tanner Hauk. This is a good test right here. Tanner Hauk. Yeah, just said it. All right, let's get back on track. <laughs> That's a great transition, believe it or not. Uh, let's talk about the Red Sox. Bloom came out, and what did he tell everyone about what they're going to deal with? So he mm-hmm. said, we are not shopping Rafael Devers or Xander Bogars. That surprises no one. There's maybe a handful of people that thought they were going to trade bogey. No shot. But but if you are not going to trade him and he is a free agent at the end of the season, you better sign him. And that tells me they have belief in this team, but a bigger belief that they will re-sign Xander Bogarts. Because if you don't trade him, he will walk and you will get nothing in return for one of the best shortstops in the league. When you could have traded him, someone could have picked him up as a rental, hoping to re-sign him and gotten you a couple of prospects. So that tells me a couple of things. Yes, maybe they, there's still some belief in this team. Right now they're very hurt, right? Half their, their, their starting rotation has had issues for a month and a half now, two months now. Two months, yet they've still gotten through it, and they're somehow only three, three and a half games, three games out of a playoff spot as of right now. Um, they're losing to the Guardians at the moment. It's not good. Their lineup, Trevor Story's out. JD's missed a lot of time. He's back in the lineup now. Doesn't look good. I think JD Martinez is one of the guys that does get traded and could be one of the the more popular bats on the market. Um, I said, I said, Story Devers is out right now with hamstring. That's one of the best players in baseball. 
Um, Chris Sale just came back. He looked good, took a one off the finger. It's just one thing after another. They're playing sloppy baseball, but they're also playing with a ton of backups on the field. So do they sell? Do they buy? I think we see a little bit of both. Because like I said, I could see J.D. Martinez being dealt because you could get something solid back. They're going to look for a veteran hitter, you know, on a contender. Nathan Avaldi, also free agent at the end of the season. He could be moved. Who doesn't want? Um, he could go in the middle of just about any rotation, if not towards the top, you know, two, three for a lot of teams. So um, Christian Vasquez, another name, catcher. If they, if they were to trade those three guys, I would consider that a sell. Um, not a full on like fire sell, but if you, if you're able to get good return for those guys, go for it. Um, especially they have the third hardest schedule remaining. So they play the Yankees a lot. They got to play the Blue Jays a lot. In division games have not been nice to the Red Sox or 11 and one. They have not won one series in division. So I'm a little worried about that. I, at, at, when they're healthy, they're a playoff team. They're just not healthy right now. So I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. They have as many winning months, the Red Sox do, as the Kansas City Royals this year. Right. The Boston Red Sox, month by month. Let me One start. One month, basically. One month. So April, they had a 409 win percentage. May, 500. June, that was their one winning month this year at 769 win percentage. They were rolling. And then 6 and 16 this month, 273. The Royals have a winning month this month. So the Red Sox have one winning month this year. Um, the consistency just frankly hasn't been there. Let me ask you this. Tell me first what you believe Heim will do, and then tell me what you would do if you were in Heim's shoes. Heim is not a big splash guy. We've known that. Um, he came from Tampa, right? They, they don't like big splashes. They like to save money. They like to build their, their system. They like to find diamonds in the rough, like the uh, John Schreiber's who has been one of the best relievers in baseball. Um, but it's hard to find those guys. It's hard to hit on those. You, When you're a big market team, you need to make big splashes when you have a $220, $230 million payroll. Make the moves. Um, I think one of the tough parts as being a GM of the Boston Red Sox is, unlike most teams and unlike most markets, the GM actually has to take the temperature of the fans. I know that sounds crazy, but Boston is one place you have to pay attention to kind of what the fan base likes and what they want. Because if you lose the fan base, you lose everything there. It well, Trust me. He traded Mookie. That didn't go well. <laughs> it did not go well, but that they not, that, that did not go well. And that's, why I, that's why I don't think they're going to trade Bogey. They're going to make every way possible to to, to, to try and re-sign him there. Um, they don't have to sign. They don't have to do anything with Devers. Um, he's got a whole another year on his contract. Uh, the reason that people want them to re-sign him now is because they think his number is just going to keep going up, 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 especially when Soto and other guys sign for $500 million. Devers is all of a sudden going to be worth four, four fifty. So that's another reason they wanted to sign him early. Um, what is he going to do? I think we see a little bit of both. I don't think we see a buy or a sell. I think he trades two, maybe two of their guys and kind of assesses. I hope he assesses the first base issue. 
because they don't trust Franchi Cordero. He's terrible defensively. He's been very streaky with the bat, awful the, as of late. Bobby Dahlbeck, they don't trust him enough to let him play every day. If they let him ride, he would hit 30 homers. They don't – they won't, though, for some reason. They did it last year in the second half, and he ended up with, like, 30 pumps, 25 pumps, you know? You just look so, at his splits. His splits aren't great. No, they're not, but he also plays very – he plays three, four days a week. Or he he pinch. He, I mean, he said he's 233 been, off lefties of 186 against righties. I, I, I get it, but he hasn't been getting the opportunities is what I'm right. saying. So when, when he hasn't faced a, a righty in six days and then you pinch hit him against a righty throwing 99 with sink, good luck, dude. Like, no one's hitting that. Baseball doesn't work that way. Let's, let me go player by player here, and you tell me if he's gone or he's staying. Okay. Christian Vasquez. What? I mean, I don't – is there, like, an I don't know button here? Like, I, I, there's some guys, like, I can't say one or the other. You can give me an I don't know. I'll give you a percentage. Christian Vasquez. 50-50 on him. It would have to be uh, – you'd have to get something good in return. Like Xander Bogarts. Zero percent. He's not going anywhere. Rafi Devers. Zero percent. Negative. Negative percent. <laughs> Jackie Bradley? I don't think they're going like, to – I could see Jackie being packaged with somebody, mm-hmm. maybe like a three-team trade, maybe like a I'm trying to think where he would be a good fit. But going into the postseason, defense is big, dude. Defense is big, especially defensive replacements. He can run a little bit. He can come in and face a, a righty if he needs to and play defense in the eighth and ninth. Um, I could see Jackie being packaged. Absolutely. I'll go the like, Mets. huh? The Mets, a little more outfield depth. Not a bad fit. I mean, Fogelback's not their answer. I could see Jackie being in a in a package. JD Martinez. I'd say 80%. I think he's gone. Nathan Eovaldi. By the way, the only 20% is if he's hurt, hmm. which is a possibility. He's I think he's playing through something. Watch him play last night. He didn't look good. He had three strikeouts and a ground out. He did not look good swinging the bat. So he's he's obviously trying to play because he knows they're trying to move him. He only, he's only got nine jimmies this year. Yeah, he didn't hit for a lot of power. I mean, he's sitting the ball wall. He's got an 843 OPS. But. Yeah, I mean, they're calling him – they've been calling him Ichiro. <laughs> he just, like, takes a single. They keep shifting him, and he just keeps hitting the four hole. Who's calling him Ichiro? The players? The players. <laughs> yeah. How does he like that? I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer there. But he just they just keep shifting him and he just keeps shooting it the other way and taking his knock, which I'd rather him hit for more pop because he's not gonna steal bases or score from first. Right. So what about further. what about Eovaldi? This one's tricky for me because I feel like if the Red Sox feel like they have a chance at this thing, you have to keep him because you're beat up. Sales probably not gonna be back. If he does get back, it's not till mid to late September. And you get maybe one or two starts out of him. Um, I don't know if Paxton's going to be back. Who knows? I think Michael Walker and Rich Hill should be coming back soon. But still, you need you need Evaldi. He's pitching tonight, I believe. Let me see how he's doing. I wouldn't move him unless I got like a really big deal for it, or if you are pretty much kind of you know sailing it in for this this year, mailing in. Excuse me. Um, it's five to four Guardians in the sixth right now. Evaldi. 
six innings pitch, nine hits, three earned runs, only one strikeout. Hmm. So something's maybe not there. I haven't watched the game, so I don't know where his velocity's at, but that tells me something's not right because that's not normal for him. Normally he's like eight punchies, three runs. He gives up the long ball, but he's not even giving up the long ball. He's just getting hit around. A team in a very similar position as Boston is San Francisco. And I find myself comparing San Francisco to Boston constantly. And I think part of it is subjectivity to your Boston Red Sox. That's your team. San Francisco was my team growing up. But also both teams had this transitional phase where the Red Sox went to Heim Bloom. San Francisco went from Brian Sabian over to Farhan Zaidi, Gabe Kapler, analytical analytically based organization and San Francisco and Boston are both second fiddle to another team, the Yankees in the East, the Dodgers in the West. So I'm constantly, I think they're on parallel paths, Boston and San Francisco. And so I think it's a little ironic that both teams are in position now where they have to decide whether they're going to buy or sell. Now, San Francisco, since June 19th, they're 11 and 23 that is the worst record in baseball that's more than a month of, of a span that's since june 19th since may 1st them they're at the bottom of the uh, national league west division so if you look at the standings since may 1st they are the worst team in the national league west behind the rockies behind the diamondbacks and they're two games under 500 now in the wild card race, they're three games back because St. Louis is also kind of hitting the skids a little bit as well. What do you do if you're San Francisco? Because I, I made the case on a previous podcast. I said they should go for Juan Soto, but I didn't say that with the intentions of competing for this season. I said that with the intentions on competing later down the road. But if you're San Francisco, you have guys like Wilmer Flores. Jock Peterson, you could get a good, decent – Jock's on a one-year deal. You're not going to get the number one prospect in baseball. But you could get a package for Jock. Yeah, Jock has that um, kind of stigma around him of being a good postseason player after what he did in Atlanta last year, right? You can see that. I think I, – I don't know if I'm going full-blown fire sale, but I'm definitely – I think I'm definitely trading some guys. I think Brandon Belt's interesting because Brandon Belt signed the qualifying offer for about $18 million this year. It's a one-year deal. Right. Brandon Belt's been part of this organization since 2014 when they won the World Series for the third time in six years. Um, but the he has a lot of inconsistencies. The health factor, when he's healthy, when he's hot, he can carry a team. When he's not, you can Yeah, you're not just going to trade a guy – to like that to just trade them they're only going to trade them if they can one of those situations where they get a decent haul for them they've lost seven straight like at this point Dude, they know. have i'm You're looking crazy. at the schedule they have 10 games against the dodgers left and nine versus the padres you're not even trying to win a division at this point though. you're just trying to win as many games as you can and maybe you luck into a wild card spot yeah i think they're like three and are they three now what are they back at the wild card so they're three games back to the wild card three. but they have to leapfrog one of St. Louis or Philadelphia because right now St. Louis and Philadelphia are tied for that third wild card spot. Yeah, I think the so Phillies really are beating the Braves right now. Yeah, I don't see. I don't think they're better than either of those teams. 
I don't even think Philly's like the real deal. I think they're good. I think they're dangerous. No Bryce Harper. I mean, Red Sox just took the lead, by the way. Oh, Dahlbeck hit a second homer of the night. Every day. You, let, him, let him ride. The dude's got pop. You just, he's one of those guys you have to show confidence in. If you don't, he just kind of like, dude, like, what the heck? Like, why don't you, like, he's a thinker, right? I kind of was too. So I'll be like, wait, what does this mean? Like, I'm, I'm thinking like domino effect. That I know I'm getting off track right now. Sorry. Um, San Francisco, you look at last year's team, they won 107 games, right? Well, that's not, I mean, that's off the table. Yeah, that's not right. Like... But they had Buster Posey and Chris Bryant as their main core. And then they had a healthy Brandon Crawford, which certainly helped as well. Longoria too, right? He's, he's kind of, he plays 80 games a year. He's, he's been hurt. He's just always hurt. But the point is, is that you had two to three guys. You knew what you were going to get out of them every day. They were going to be in the middle of your order. This year, sometimes you have Wilmer Flores in the three hole. Sometimes it's your mean Mercedes. I mean, you that's, get that, that's the beauty of an analytical Bryant. heavy team, though. You need core guys in the middle. I and agree. You surround them with your I, analytical guys. I agree. I agree. That's you're, what you're, I'm you're three, you're two, three, four, maybe even five guys are there every day. Like you can switch out your leadoff hitter with your eight, nine hole hitter. I get that. But two through five, I feel like those guys got to be there every day. They, they shouldn't even have to look at the lineup card when they come in every day. I don't know. I, I'm selling if I'm the Giants. I'm selling. I think, I think you agree with me. I Let's do. move on. But Baltimore. Dude. Okay. Their GM, Mike, was it Mike Elias? Is that how you say his last name? I'm not asking you. You're not going to know how to say it. Mike Elias. I, I, can sure. um, I think that's his name. This is not the situation that he expected to be dealing with for another couple of years. <laughs> yeah, he's like, holy shit, what am I going to do? He's like, I was not prepared for this. Uh, <laughs> I but I will say that. their plan is working. Their plan is working, right? So let's not – don't go crazy. Stick to your plan. I don't think you have the starting pitching to be a real World Series contender. Like, yay, it's fun. We got to the playoffs. But shit, now we're stuck with a couple of players we should have traded and got young talent for. So I think stick to your plan. You had a blueprint to this team. It's working faster than you thought it would, which is a good thing. But Trey Mancini, Santander, maybe Jorge Lopez sell high because he's a career four to five ERA guy. And he's just having an outlier year, in my opinion. I don't think he made, I don't think he just found a magic potion unless they haven't tested for it yet. Um, I shouldn't should say that. that. I, sh I shouldn't say that, but, but I'm just saying um, you don't go from a career four or five ERA to a one seven and be the, one of the best closers in baseball. I think he just, he's riding some confidence right now. He's, I mean, he's throwing 99 with sink and a good changeup. Don't get me wrong. He looks good, but I would sell high on him. What are the chances of him being this guy for the next few years? Very slim. So and if you're a team trying to acquire him, you want to get the guy that's hot. You want to get him while it's hot. Yes, 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 exactly. So, like, I mean, if I'm the Blue Jays, I'm looking into him. Their, their bullpen's been a kind of a mess. 
I think you sell on guys that you don't consider part of your core. That's Rugi, that, that's that okay. That's the point I'm getting to. Rugi Odor. But of don't course. don't get don't you can even I I think you can include Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini is not part of your three, four year plan. That's what I that's what I have. That's what I said. That's why I said stick to the plan. You have this blueprint, it's working. Don't go crazy because you're excited because you're a little over 500 and in the mix. It's fun. It's great. This is this is a transition year, though. Like this is a, a year where you go, huh, these young guys are actually going to contribute. And this whole plan we drew up, it's actually working. Okay, so don't get the train off the tracks. Keep that motherfucker going down the tracks, right? Don't derail it and, and take a dirt road somewhere that goes nowhere. Stay on the tracks, and this is going to be a good ball club for the next two, three years. And let these young guys just continue to marinate and season themselves and turn themselves into big leaguers because they're getting reps. And not just horseshit reps where they're on, you know, on a losing team. Like, they're playing meaningful baseball games right now. They're beating good teams. They're competing with good teams. They're competing with teams that are going to play deep into the postseason. Use that. Don't don't fuck this up. I the the AL East needs the Orioles to be good again. Because if the Orioles are good again, this is will take over the, the title of best division in baseball from the NL West and the NL East. No, seriously, you think Boston is gonna let you think Boston's gonna turn into the new Boston's not gonna turn into the new Baltimore Orioles. Like they're gonna restock and figure their shit out. It's a they're the fucking Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox, not the barbecue sauce. The Red Sox. All right? You hear me? Jim they're not going to. All right? Jim Tampa Bay. Jim Tampa Bay, we write them off every year, but they're a good ball club too. Shut up. <laughs> all right? I'm ranting, but my point being is trust it. It's working. Don't go away from this plan. You sound like such a uh, such an East Coaster. Just now. Why? We're the American ladies. We're the best in the business. We need them Orioles. That's a little Southern, actually. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm Southern. Can you do a Boston oh. accent? Huh? I've asked that before. You do the whole wicked thing, huh? Boston. I don't, no, I don't use that unless I'm joking. Hmm. Yeah. Last team I have listed here. Chicago. White Sox. The fighting Tony LaRussas. Oof. A team they're that they're an interesting spot. World Series aspirations. They have the talent for it. I, I keep waiting for them to put it into gear. But here we are in July 27th. Trade deadline's coming up, and they're at 500, and they're still trailing the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Guardians in the American League Central. It's a secret. They're gonna buy. I, I, I think so too. They're three games out of first place in the division. Which is crazy because they're three and a half games out of the wild card. So I mean, I mean it's a half a game, but let's say okay, we got to win the division. That's very doable. Let Minnesota run into a couple injuries. Let Byron Buxton slow down. Let a couple pitchers get hurt. Chicago's coming. Cease, Giolito, Lynn, Cueto, Kopech. That's a good starting five. You're the one bullpen, ten, The last ten. two weeks, the last two weeks, the bullpen has a two-two. You're one 10-game winning streak away from cementing yourself into that first-place position. 10 games is not crazy. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, but if, if Minnesota wins seven of ten and that same, then you're tied. But yeah, uh, I get what you're saying. Get hot. One of these games, six games. And, dude, August and September, you're playing divisional games. You're playing these teams that you're trying to leapfrog. And you can catch a – it's not this half a game here, half a game there. You beat them, that's a whole game, right? So you can make up you can make up a lot of uh, room really quick. Who are you going to go buy if you're the White Sox? That's what I'm thinking about. Who do they want? I, I'm, I'm thinking you, – You technically could add some starting pitching depth, even though you have I, names. I wouldn't. Like, you don't have to because it's really just like – Giolito needs to really step it up. He's got a right. six, six, he's well, six, well, six Lynn, five, one, two ERA. Lance Lynn hasn't been himself no. really. So, no. um, but Cueto, Kopech, I mean, those are good. I mean, back in. Cueto is a good pickup. Yeah, really good. He's going to pitch till he's 60. I don't know. Who do they sign? I have no idea. Makata's finally starting to pick it up a little bit too, which is huge. They, I, we say that they need to buy, but honestly, from my perspective, they just need to perform to their expectations. Yeah, but if every team does that, that's, I mean, that's, that's tough to say. I, I don't expect them to, to sell. I don't expect them to stand put. I, I think they make at least one move that we're like, oh, shit, okay, like, gotcha. Like, I think I could see them being, like, an outlier for, like, David Robertson or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. You know, which isn't a huge splash, but you're like, oh, that really that makes him a lot better. In the you think they the could goal. trade for a manager? That's that's outplayed. No. Yeah. All right. I wouldn't look too much into that. About, go ahead. I was gonna transition, but transition away. About particular players. Let's start with Juan Soto. I you have shared my thoughts time and time again on where I believe Juan Soto should go. What say you? First of all, let me ask you this. Do you think he'll be traded before the deadline? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I think, I think I think I think they are they put this out here to put the pressure on some teams to put together some packages for one to say, like, oh. Okay, if we get something ridiculous, we'll take it. If not, you have a good measuring stick looking moving forward of like this is what teams are going to do because contenders like the Yankees, the Mets, the guys who have money to re-sign him, the Dodgers, I think St. Louis Cardinals are a real – that's my pick. I think I think he goes to the Cardinals. They're exchanging names. Um, that's the latest. You really think Tampa? So here's my thing with Tampa – if I, I know, I know why, I know why Tampa is. I know we're going to say this. I just don't. I know you don't have to pay them for a couple years. So you think they're going to use them for two years and then trade them? Why not? Because was it 17, 18 million dollars a year? If you're that close to a World Series, what are your farm? What's your farm system? How are they going to? No, help? they have they have a ton of. Really good prospect pitchers. The number one system in baseball. Of course. And I think they have like 12 of their prospect pitchers have under a two ERA right now. So how are those guys going to help you win a World Series in the next two years? They're not. Juan maybe, Soto will. Maybe like two or three of those guys. So give up three of them. Bring in Juan Soto for two years. Boom. You have two years. You have a two-year window at winning a title. They had the best record in baseball. You think Juan Soto makes that a World Series League. team? What? 
You think adding Juan Soto makes the Rays a World Series team? Yeah, I do. Not that not this year. They're a couple pieces away. They've been really hit by the injury. I mean, I'm all I'm all for Wander Franco and Soto being healthy on the same field. They've been injured all year. Garamire's out, Zunino's out. I don't want him to go to the Rays because I feel like they don't deserve players like that. My point though is that Washington doesn't need to deal Soto to a team that's going to give him an extension. A lot of people think no, it's, of course it's only the not, Mets but those teams. are going to be I feel like those will be the players that will push the hardest because they know they can resign him. They could keep him for the next 10 plus years and Soto has no say. Soto could want to go to LA and Washington could be like you can go screw yourself, you're going to Tampa. Well yeah, he didn't have like a no trade or anything. Yeah. And Tampa can seemingly put together the best package. Yeah, the farm system. I right. I, I have like a a full on knife, like steak knife in my eye right now. I, it's been fighting me like the last ten minutes. Remember, like two years ago, it was a Dallas Cowboys. I think it was training camp, and some dude got tapatio. It was an assistant coach. He got tapatio hot sauce yeah. in his eye. Yeah. It sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. It's like cruel, oh, cruel I don't know what it is, but it is burning. Okay. I get that reaction a lot when people. Cheers. You like my shirt, by the way. Yeah, that's cool. How'd you like seeing Poppy in the uh, in Cooperstown? That was awesome. I wish I could be there. Could have been there, but I had priorities like a wedding I had to go to. Did you get drunk? Uh, not not too bad actually. Champagne. No, I had a lot of wine. We're in mm. uh, New Haven, Connecticut, home of Yale University. Uh, the hotel is right across the street from Yale. I was like looking at the university. It's kind of cool. Best pizza in the world. Really? New Haven. Yeah, pizza capital. Should have stopped there on my way up to Boston, huh? Yeah, it's a good spot. There's yeah. lots of good pizza there. Um, I love weddings, by the way. Free food, free drinks. You know what? This wedding... Shout out, uh, Amy Nitri, one of one of my uh, wife's best friends, uh, got married. Beautiful wedding, Catholic wedding. You've been to a Catholic wedding? Mm-mm. It's long and it's a lot of like standing, sitting, standing, sitting, standing. But probably what? Probably honestly, why my back's fucked up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was um, it the twenty fourth? Huh? Was it the twenty fourth of July? No. It was uh, 23rd. Nah, it's my anniversary. Well, your, your anniversary is on Sunday, right? 24th, yeah. Yeah, Saturday was a wedding. Nah, losers. Close enough. Um, what was I getting at? Oh, oh, it was it was a little different. So, had the older, I mean, like mid-30s, right? Like, everybody's kind of getting past their party stage at that point in their life. Uh, so, small wedding, 40, 50 people, something like that. Beautiful wedding at the, at the, uh, at the church, um, couple hours, take pictures afterwards. Then we, at four o'clock, beautiful restaurant outdoor on the water, had a dinner. Everyone just met there. It was like a couple miles from the, from the church. Uh, but you're able to like go back to the hotel for a little bit, change clothes, whatever, go to dinner. And then at the hotel where everyone was staying, they rented out like the penthouse. It wasn't like a bedroom. It was just a huge like room where you could like just hang out and like overlook the city windows everywhere. And we just hung out up there in like shorts and t-shirts, like hanging out. Like there wasn't like a reception. It wasn't like a big party. 
but there was like music playing. There was a full bar up there, ordered a ton of pizza from New Haven. Uh, I forgot which place they ordered it from, but it was really good. Um, it was just so my style now though. Like going and like, I'm just like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. You know, like I don't need to go do the cha-cha slide seven times hammered on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't need that. Why are you describing my wedding right now? Because I, that's every wedding. <laughs> that's every wedding, dude. And it's just like, I don't want that. And this was so enjoyable. Like your age, when you're 25, go get after it, go party, go have fun. Now, I did. We did like, that's what we did. Right. But when you get a little older, you're like, man, I don't want to, you dread that part. You're like, fuck. I don't want to go pretend to like, yeah, I'm sweating my balls off in my suit. Let's fucking dance. Like, I just want to dance. No, you don't. You want to go sip a whiskey, have seven slices of pizza, and just talk about life. That's what we did. It was great. I don't like going out anymore. I don't like going out to the clubs, I should say. I'm okay going to a bar. I'm good like once a year. Every year, not every year way more than every year every party we go to any social gathering right i'm not talking about ragers i'm talking about any social gathering the girls and by the girls i mean it's my wife she has two drinks in her she's feeling a little buzzy and she gets all the confidence worked up from her and her gal pals and now all of them they got music on in the background they start shaking it a little bit not a ton and you guys just sit back and watch yes but then all of a sudden somebody within that gal pal group decides, hey, like we should go out, you guys. We all look good. We dressed up. The music's pumping. We got a couple of drinks in us. Let's go out. And I'm over here in the corner like, just we're having a good time. Like, why do we- That's when you say, no, no, that's when you say, you know, girls, you should go out. I'll get you an Uber. And the boys stay there, watch the game, have a couple pops. You know what I mean? You know, it doesn't work like that. And it's a lot quieter that way. You know. No, you're right. Because then they're like, why won't you come? Why won't you come with us? And then we all stand in a circle at the club after we paid $15 for a drink and we kind of like just move our bodies awkwardly. Yeah, this is fun. We're not as drunk as our wives. It takes us 15 drinks to get that drunk. Yeah. I'm a heavyweight too, man. I'm a big body. Yeah, I feel you. It's I expensive. Was, I told you I was overweight. Yeah. It takes a lot to fill these lovies, yeah. these love handles. Yeah. We've really gone off the rails on this podcast here, but that's good. You need that every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. Well, or once a week. Contreras. Oh, we're going back. I thought you were going to wrap this up. Let's reel things in. Uh, Wilson Contreras. I'm not done. Did you have to go to bed? Are you sleepy? I'm always sleepy, but I'm thinking. We'll power through it. We're almost done. Wilson Contreras. What do you think? I'm thinking. I mean, the Astros are in play. They're interested. (sighs) I knew you were going to say that. Okay. I'm glad you said that because that's that's what I was thinking about. I'm not sure I agree with you. I'm, th- I'm not saying the Astros should. I'm saying the Astros the- catchers I get are batting 167 with very little production, but they have the best, one of the best, if not the best pitching staffs in baseball. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys that you were like, who? Oh, he has a one in front of his ERA. Oh, he's got a two something in front of his ERA. Who is that? These catchers play a big part in that. Mm-hmm. right they understand their stuff they understand their strengths and weaknesses because they know them they've been with them since day one in spring training I'm, I'm not messing with that if you're pitching that well with a very average offense i'm not messing with that dude i get bringing them in you're, you're gonna say put them at dh 
I need Jordan at DH because if he gets hurt diving for a ball and subluxes his shoulder in the outfield, dead. Now my offense is a lot worse. I want him at DH. So I'm going to go look for somebody to play outfield and give me some more outfield depth. Can Wilson play outfield? Probably not. I'm looking at candidates here. There's not a lot of power bats in the outfield. Andrew no, Bendy is not a power hitting outfielder. I don't I don't even think they need to go get like an outfielder that is like super Ramon Laureano. They hate each other though. They do. And they drafted Ramon. Remember that the fight with the with the coach? Yeah, I do. That's great. Yeah, that'd be funny. That would be fun. The entire Tigers roster is going to be on the block. Robbie Grossman comes to mind. I'm thinking. What about the the Cubs? Do they have anybody like outfielders? I'm thinking. Ian Happ. Ian Happ. That's the that's the one I was thinking. So you'd rather than go get an outfielder and not bring over a catcher. Yeah. I, I'm keeping my catching regimen. The regimen regimen. Why does that not sound right? Probably not the right word I'm going for. You can cut that out. <laughs> I'm I'm keeping <laughs> I'm keeping the catchers I have. Just because of their relationship with my pitching staff, that is so good. I'm not messing that up because that shit doesn't grow in trees. Sorry. No, I just think if uh, when you talk about the Astros, you have to right now, you have to compare them to the Yankees. Pitching-wise, they're pretty even. Yeah. TBRA-wise, bullpen-wise, they're actually very close. Offensive, Offensively, pretty even. No, Yankees are better offensively okay they're better that kind of proves my point i was gonna say defensively pretty even no bullshit yankees are better i don't don't mean to throw you under the bus so the yankees if you look at defensive metrics last year they were 29th in defense like Mm -hmm. overall this year they're first and not even close like that's a big jump my point is though i didn't mean to throw you under the bus there but i just i've been reading a lot about the yankees it's fine you just ruined my career but it's fine Go for it. Sorry. When you compare it to the Yankees, they are not as good as the Yankees, at least metric-wise and statistically, for the most part. So in the re- the record's right there, but they also get to play against some sh- a lot of shittier teams, in my opinion. So if that is the case, then you might need to look at Wilson Contreras to try and boost your line. Or Robbie Grossman, Ramon Laureano, something like that. Andrew Benatendi. Just saying, it should be on the table. And it's in a suit. Good fit, actually. Mm-hmm. So is Ian Hat. I think I like Benatendi better defensively, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like Hatfield's not like a really good yeah. defender. He's more I mean, of a bat. Plays center field. Benatendi plays the corners mostly. Right, and you want you want a corner. That's why I'm saying he's a better fit. Yeah. Jordan's been playing left. Yeah. The A's, Reds, and Tigers might just sell their entire franchise, including their popcorn machine. Those teams are going to just completely sell their team. Is it uh, David Peralta for Diamondbacks? Where is he? Uh, That'd be a decent, yeah. Arizona could be a decent fit. I feel like he's on the block. I don't know. Yeah. A lot lot of of moving pieces right now. Where, Where you got Luis Castillo going? Had him at San Francisco a month ago, but I'm not. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking Yankees. New York makes a lot of sense. And the Yankees, Brian Cashman said that uh, starting pitching is going to be a priority for him at the deadline. 
Can you imagine going Cole, Castillo, Nestor in a playoff series? I could see him either go after a Colt Irvin or Frankie Montas from Oakland as well, or a Paul Blackburn. Somebody think, from Oakland. I, one of those I, think, I think they go Castillo. They're going to want Tyler Mayle is interesting too for Cincinnati. That's one of your sleepers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot to shake itself out over the last couple, next couple of days, next week. You want to talk more trade deadline later this week? No. Later this week? Yeah. I mean, we, when we get like right up on the deadline. Yeah. I yeah. kind of want to just wait till the deadline and do another full one and just kind of go over everything that goes down because we're going to do a pod. Let's say in three or four nights. Updated. And the next day it's gonna be like shit. We left out like two big things that went out overnight, right? So we'll go some. We'll go rake to ends up until uh, trade deadline, and then the night of the trade deadline, I say we record. Stay up to date with every rumor across Major League Baseball. Listen to rake ten every day. We'll be in your ear. No doubt. Try it. Well, one hour episode later after the deadline. We'll stay in touch, but. Have a good trade deadline, everybody. I hope your team goes and acquires everybody and their sister. Peace.